There's no such thing as guilty pleasures, only pleasures. And I think Van Helsing Prep is a real pleasure. You've seen it? Yes, in your character, it's reminiscent of Tess of the D'Urbervilles. Thank you. And welcome to an all-new episode of No Guilty Pleasures, a pop culture podcast. I'm your host, little-known cartoonist, (laughs) Ken Holtzhauser. And today we're going to go through some of the back alleys of pop culture and find pleasure in some of the strangest of places. So please, join us on this journey. Let's go! Hello and welcome to an all new episode of No Guilty Pleasures, a pop culture podcast. I continue to be your host, little known cartoonist, Ken Holtzhauser. And today we're going to talk about, uh, well, once again, we're going to talk about one of those things that I love, but not necessarily the thing that everybody thinks about. Uh, This is an underappreciated classic hammer horror movie called Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. In the 18th century in Central Europe, a black terror swept across the face of the land. The curse of vampirism, which had been a half-forgotten memory for hundreds of years, returned with a fury that struck unholy fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child. One man dared to make a stand against this evil epidemic. One man dared to hurl a challenge of cold steel against the terror of the undead. He was Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. It is commonly supposed that a vampire attacks in only one way, by biting the neck and draining the victim of blood. The girls you spoke of, they were not drained of blood, but of youth, of life itself. You see? He's been bitten on the mouth. God's sake, I survived the vampire's bite. He is not the man you are. I'm doomed. My soul, a never-ending torment. Kill me! to take in, wasn't it? Very exciting. Um, when I was a kid, and by kid I mean, you know, kid kid, uh, there used to be a thing um, 
called the Channel 3 Afternoon Movie. Cast your minds back to those old days when there was only a few channels. And uh, after the um, the soap operas and the game shows have ended, there's about a two-hour gap before the local news came on. And our local TV station, Channel 3, ran um, an afternoon movie. And uh, I watched it. I watched it with my mother or my grandmother or whatever. And um, they would have theme weeks. It's where I was exposed to a lot of the movies that I enjoy. They would have, like, a Godzilla week, and so it's nothing but Godzilla movies, or a monster movie week, or a Western week, or whatever. Uh, One of the more popular ones uh, in our house was a Hammer Horror Movie Week, where they would run the infamous Hammer Horror Movies from the Hammer Studios of Britain. Uh, These movies were slightly bloodier and sexier than the Universal monster movies, but used a lot of the same uh, launching pads for their stories. You had stories of Dracula and Frankenstein and windswept castles and um, serving wenches being attacked in the night and uh, cobblestone streets and usually Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Those movies were fantastic. They made an indelible impression on me as a kid. And to that, I would seek out a movie if it was a Hammer film production. Which led me to this movie, 1974's Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. It was actually made in 1972 and kind of sat on a shelf for a couple of years because by the early 70s, the bloom was starting to come off the rose for Hammer films. They were huge uh, internationally in the late 50s and through the 60s with their um, their darker, um, more visceral horror movies and uh, explorations of horror themes. And uh, the movies still hold up very well to this day. They're, they're punchy and exciting. And um, if the tone was shifting, though, as we were going into the 70s. The uh, the movie uh, prior to this would have been 1972's uh, Dracula AD 1972, which is definitely not one of the, uh, the highest peaks in the Hammer slash Dracula uh, canon, but enough about that one. Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter was an attempt to kind of reignite Hammer and its uh, horror movies. It's um, directed by writer Brian Clemens, who um, directed a few other movies down through the years, including Highlander 2, The Quickening, but let's, let's not hold that against him. In this case, the movie, the theme of the movie is uh, a village being plagued by mysterious deaths causing uh, massively accelerated aging. Uh, a lot of young girls withering away into husks. Uh, Captain Kronos and his companion, a hunchback professor named Hieronymus Grost, are sort of traveling do-gooders who are coming to the village to find out what's going on. And Grost uh, immediately figures out that the problem is vampires. And so, in a normal Hammer horror movie, a normal Hammer vampire movie would focus on Well, it'd focus on the vampires. It would focus on Christopher Lee's Dracula or whoever the vampire de jour is. 
Um, this is a more interesting notion where we're going to follow the people who hunt vampires. This is sort of a Van Helsing-esque character. Captain Kronos is, um, he's a swashbuckler. He's played, um, with a sort of a steely stoicism by, uh, Horst Janssen, and he's very good. And along the way, they find a, um, a gypsy woman <laughs> named Carla, who is in stocks, and he frees her, and she follows him around, played by, uh, Hammer Movie mainstay Caroline Monroe. And the three of them are now the, um, the heroes of our story. Um, the, the hunchback assistant to the hero or even to the villain is kind of a cliche at this point. And the cliche is subverted nicely by the fact that, um, Hieronymus Grost is probably the smartest, um, gentlemanly, polite character in the film. So instead of the sort of drooling Igor that you tend to get with these sorts of movies, instead, having him be a very learned man is a fascinating way of doing it, and it adds a little bit of color to the movie. And it also, he is the one that has that sort of uh, Von Helsing uh, explanatory role in the movie, which is where uh, Gypsy Girl Carla comes in, because she gets to ask all the questions for the audience because our hero, Captain Kronos, is incredibly stoic. <laughs> he just basically stands around smoking one of those weird cigars and uh, striking poses, so it's down to the uh, the companions to kind of uh, move the story along and explain what's going on. But the premise of the movie also is the notion that there's more than just one type of vampire, which is, again, a very interesting way to do it. Um, it the the uh, movie was intended to be the beginning of a series of movies. You know, Captain Kronos does whatever. Um, but between the fact that Hammer Films was starting to fall out of um, the public eye, um, the ta- cinema tastes have changed, and the underperformance of this film, perhaps... Uh, we never got to see it, but the movie sets up a, a wonderful run where you could do any number of types of stories. We set up the idea that there are different types of vampires. In this case, these vampires aren't simply draining blood. They're draining life essence. They're draining uh, vitality. And uh, they have a different set of rules, and they have a different set of weaknesses, and they have a different way you've got to do it. And uh, all of that really dresses up, which could be a by-the-numbers humdrum kind of story. You know, get your crosses together, get your holy water, all that kind of stuff. This makes it more interesting. There's a lot of... um, there's a lot of interesting actors in the film. If you are like me and watched a lot of like uh, British movies or British telefantasy, you've probably seen a lot of these people in the film to the point that uh, I was even spoiled a little bit for who the uh, the villain of the movie is because I recognized a name in the credits and I couldn't believe that that particular character or that particular uh, actor hadn't shown up yet, so I knew that there was something going on. 
1974, this one was R-rated because of violence and sexual subtext. But this is not by any means an R-rated movie. This is this is definitely PG to PG-13 all the way. And uh, I would recommend giving it a shot. I think it's um, a worthy film. To that point, I have forever, now that Hammer Films is coming back into the fore and making new horror movies, I've often thought that Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter is... Um, an ideal way to start off a new franchise. I've often imagined over the years what actors of the day would be good as a new Captain Kronos. Would it be Kit Harington? Would it be Orlando Bloom? Would it be, you know, whomever, whoever the swashbuckler of the day is? Um, because there's a lot to this that's different than your standard horror movie, and that alone makes it worth looking for. You may find it streaming. Uh, it's not—it's not one of the Hammer movies that gets a lot of attention, so you may have to look for it. But I have a feeling that you'll enjoy it when you find it. It is a hundred percent worth your time and your attention, and I highly recommend Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. And I'll talk to you next time for another episode of No Guilty Pleasures a pop culture podcast. Looking for something new and exciting in comics? Perhaps that other dynamic duo, The Quick and The Dad. It's a love letter to the DC, Marvel, Archie, and Harvey comics of my youth. Available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com. Within the pages of The Quick and The Dad, you will find supervillains, dad jokes, strange, exciting worlds, really goofy supervillains, and bad puns. I promise. Each issue will delight and confound you in equal measure, and it's available now in print and digital from IndiePlanet.com.